World Wide Web has long been host to copied and pasted stories of an apocryphal nature. These stories came to be known as Copyvasta, and then the creepy variant emerged. Welcome to Creepy Podsta, the Creepy Pasta Podcast. Hello, welcome to this show. Uh, there seems to be like a weird delay on my recording. I've noticed sometime lately where I'll say three, two, one record and then I'll go listen to the recording later. And even though I didn't hit record until I said the word record, it will still have some of the numbers in there as if it's like lagging behind a little bit. Uh, anyway, that's weird and not really a part of this show at all, but it's, you know, irrelevant, uh, piece of information for the rambling intro. So this is the second in our, uh, little second marathon run here, uh, and our, our returning guest for this middle portion of this second run, please welcome back to the show, Tara Hansen. Hello, I, I am here. And we're talking about a story posted to Short Scary Stories three years ago. Uh, I'm not sure, uh, more, actually, more like three and a half years ago. Friday, November 21st, 2014. Um, so by the time you're hearing this, nearly four years ago. Uh, so the thing about this subreddit is the stories are very, very short. Uh, the last one we covered was Jeff went left and we just had, uh, Phil read the whole thing, uh, on the show. So I'm going to do that. I'm just going to read the whole thing. Cause it's that short. Uh, I timed Phil on that one. And I think it took him a minute and a half to read the whole thing aloud. So this is about the same length. I'm just going to read it. I'm going to start it at 1:40, which is now. As the car roars down the forest road, I can still smell the campfire clinging to Brad's coat. He wrapped it around me when I headed for our tent to sleep, but now, even inside his coat, I'm shivering like crazy. Brad moves one hand from the steering wheel to my knee, giving a worried glance. Sarah, you okay? No. No, I am not okay. He woke me up to a horror movie, and he's asking if I'm okay? After what just happened to our friends, I want to scream. I want to jump from the car. I want to shove Brad's hand away and yell, What the hell were those things? They kept changing. One of them looked like Gil, but I saw Gil's body in the fire and Angie's head on a tent pole. Were we just playthings to them? Did I actually see Nathan getting crushed by his own sleeping bag? How could a, how could a tree rip jewels apart? A tree. I want to scream all that, like I screamed when those things laughed and began chasing us. And again, when Brad took forever starting the car, like a goddamned horror movie, I want to scream. But I don't. Just keep your eyes on the road, I tell him. I hate the tremor in my voice, but I'm flooded with adrenaline and fear shaking all over. Everywhere except my hand. I'm concentrating very, very hard on keeping my hand perfectly still, because if my fingers jangle the car keys I found in his coat pocket... Brad might suspect his current plaything knows something. But oh god, do I want to scream. And that took uh, about 2 minutes and 35 seconds, which was a little longer, but also I read uh, a little slow. So that's the whole story. Uh, Tara, how did you feel about this very brief story? 
it was all right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it reminded I, me of I, many I, things. I sort of get what it's going for, but it feels a little on the nose. Yeah, I guess it's just because it's too... It's generic. It follows a very specific formula that a lot of other like movies, media, stories, etc. have already employed. So while it's like well presented and decently written and paced, it's like you could kind of it's like yeah, of course it's not yeah, all right. It's not you, really a huge. You twist. know what I don't. <laughs> Go ahead. No, it's just not really a huge twist. It's like oh okay, I, yeah, I've seen this before. I get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I don't really find scary that I find more humorous than scary is shapeshifters that can turn into inanimate objects. Um, like, okay, cool. Uh, the monster turned into your friend's sleeping bag. <laughs> that's not scary. That's stupid. Uh, a tree. Cool. That's not scary. That's stupid. I mean, that, that, um, that has been done before in Evil Dead, the tree. Yep. Yep. Evil Dead and the remake of it. Uh, but that was like, like if it was just a spooky tree, some kind of haunted devil tree, cool. <laughs> but like the implication here is that this, this is some sort of sapient creature that is just disguised as a tree. Um, there's a video game that came out last year, maybe the year before called Prey. And the bad guys in that can turn into, like, coffee mugs and stuff, and that is supposed to be scary, but uh, <laughs> seems very stupid to me. I just love the image of this kid getting- like, what does she mean- what does she mean crushed by his own sleeping bag? Because I, I don't think a sleeping bag can crush you. I just kind of imagine it, like- I guess it could smother him, but I also imagine it, like, the open part just chomping on him like a mouth. Like, it, this is very cartoony <laughs> in my head, like, nom, 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 like, eating him. I was imagining it just getting tighter and tighter around him, but that is much better. <laughs> That's much more like Nightmare Before Christmas- weird garbage. Yeah, like, this is a Beetlejuice-esque scenario to me. Yeah, Beetlejuice is a much better uh, comparison. I went with the lesser uh, stop-motion uh, special effects piece. Oh, nice. Um, uh, the, I don't like the idea that the Brad creature just turned his finger into a car key and was trying to get it right. Uh, and it becomes more than an implication if you go uh, read the comments. Um, cause like it's, I don't know. The, the T-1000 in Terminator 2 is pretty scary. Uh, but that is an action movie, not a horror thing. If we were supposed to be scared by, uh, some of the things in that movie, I don't think we would be. Um, and you, it's, it all, that thing also always turns into either a person or just like a, a, big metal weapon. It, like, turns one of its arms into a spike or a hook or something. Mm -hmm. That's pretty scary. In this one, I don't think it's that scary for a monster to turn its finger into a car key. I, I, I don't know, maybe, uh, maybe a hot wire at the car. Yeah, maybe. Um, it's just because it said it took a while to, um, start the car. Hmm. Is why I'm thinking, uh, it, and because they're shapeshifters, is why I'm thinking it turned its finger into a car key. What, wait, um, wait, wait, why do you think its fingers turned into a car key? Because it took, oh, it took a while to start the car, and because it, um, is a shapeshifter. Uh, but I mean, it takes a while to hotwire a car, but I guess, I think she would notice, I guess, if he was over there hotwiring yeah. the car. 
Like also because to hotwire a car, you have to like open things up, and there's like wires hanging out. She'd be like, "Hey, you hotwired the car." <laughs> it's a little weird that uh, you did that, Brad. That's a little strange. Yeah. Why would you do that, Brad? <laughs> I like I I like the um. Oh, that's the other thing is she could just look over and notice that um that his like. Yeah, I don't. It, this falls apart if you think about the fact that most cars you can't take the key out after you start it. So either he has shape shifted his part of his hand into a key ring and is like carefully disguising that, or he's just keeping his finger down there in the keyhole okay. <laughs> and try hoping hoping that Sarah doesn't notice. Uh, boy, I didn't even consider that. There's a lot of holes here. Huh? How is he driving? I guess you. You drive the car with one hand, and she might not notice if at first if she's distracted that he's just his hand is weirdly held at the ignition. I'm thinking it's probably more like Jake from Adventure Time, where sometimes he'll pretend he's holding an object, but it's actually part of him, and he just like shapeshifts a little line connecting it to him. Um, and this is that, but with the key ring. So there's just like a little same color as the steering wheel line of shapeshifter flesh going from the keys to Brad hand. <laughs> um, this is just, it just keeps getting goofier and I can't. <laughs> now I'm yeah, like just it's... picturing Jake driving this car and she's like, you're not Brad. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's not a poorly, the, the, what am I trying to say? The prose isn't poorly constructed, but the pacing is off completely. It's just like, I want to yell all of the exposition about what just happened, but I don't. But you just did. You just yelled it at the audience. <laughs> you just gave us all of that exposition that, like, you should be way more upset about these things than to be like, well, I want to scream about how my friend was decapitated, but I'm not. Like, come on. <laughs> uh, it's so... It's, what Do you have any perspective on what could be different about this story to make it work? I think a little more attention should have been paid to the details. Like, you, you, you take the time to give us details that, like, the thing can shapeshift into anything. And that's cool, I guess. Like, you're like, oh, you can, they can become trees or sleeping bags or whatever. And also people. And I, I don't know. I, I think with all that, and then you left us to assume that he turned his hand into a key is, I, I don't know. I guess the way she found out could have been changed, and it's that way it would have been a little less goofy, I I think is what I'm getting to. Yes, yes. Yeah. That is how I feel. Uh, she should have found out a different way. It shouldn't have been the keys, thus leading us to believe that he's doing Adventure Time Jake Hand to drive this car. There should have been a different way. Like, yeah. she looked in her rearview mirror and saw Brad, or... I. That's probably too simple, but, like, something of that nature. 
Yeah, something else. Like, maybe she noticed a feature on uh, Copy Brad that regular Brad doesn't have. Like, it got the eye color wrong or something. Um, or just have them, instead of explicitly being like, we encountered some kind of creatures who could turn into a bunch of stuff, just be like, for some reason, like, stop it. It'd be like there were two gills. There was Gil uh, burning in the fire, and then there was a Gil who was trying to stab us. And then you don't have the implication necessarily that it's a shapeshifter. It could be some different kind of supernatural doppelganger. And then when you find the keys in the jacket, you're like, oh, it's the doppelganger ganger had its own keys because it's some kind of spooky doppelganger. The spooky doppelganger. Yeah, I mean, it just... Like I said, it's just it allows us to draw conclusions that are that aren't scary. So at least what you're describing is like I don't know a little more spooky. Yeah, it's well, it's it's hard to try and improve on a story one in the moment while having a conversation, and two when it's so fundamentally. <laughs> It, it just, like, doesn't work on a base level. And it's a shame, too, because um, they say um, when you're writing, one thing you should do is kill your darlings, which is um, in service of finishing the piece and making something solid, you should get rid of the aspects that you love if they don't fit. And I think that there are aspects in this story that are only here because the author liked them and not because they served the story in any way. A tree, Jules? A tree? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, it's, yeah, it's, uh, the author responded to, the, there's a comment that says, wait, so is Brad one of the things? Is that the significance to hate taking him taking so long to start the car without keys when they were in his coat pocket the whole time? And then follows up with, if so, this is brilliant. I disagree, but good question. And the author responds, shapeshifters, yo, probably took him a while to turn his finger into the proper key shape like a T-1000. You're not <laughs> supposed to... You can't just... And then someone responded to that with a very fun comment. I thought Brad was the car. <laughs> uh, which, that's a diff very different kind of story. Transformers Vora. He's the... Um, he's, oh my god, it's, it's, he's the whole thing. He's the car. But then, you know, he changed... Like, his body's attached to the... <laughs> he's the whole he's thing. The whole thing. Where'd this car come from, Brad? <laughs> Never mind. Don't worry about it. <laughs> this isn't where we parked, Brad. Uh, yes, it is. Shut up. <laughs> I saw the, I saw Brad's car sitting behind us in my rearview mirror. What were we sitting yeah, in? Bum, bum, bum. It's like the the author should not respond to comments if they post a spooky story on Reddit answering questions people had about the story. You just did it wrong. You just wrote the story wrong if people have these questions and you have to answer them. Also, very weird to just outside of the story be like, this is what happened. Yo. <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, it's a very... Um, 
So the J.K. Rowling approach to storytelling, where you don't make any of the uh, things clear in the story, but then afterwards you're like, here's what was actually going on. <laughs> um, it's, in this case, a little more egregious, because it's it's not just like, um, by the way, uh, Brad w- was gay the whole time, which, like, <laughs> it's a short enough story that I would be like, yeah, okay, sure. Um, it's a little more egregious where it's like, Brad turned his f- finger into a key to start the car. And then what? <laughs> did you not think did you not think about the fact that you can't take a key out of a car once you've started it? I guess not. You have to leave it in the ignition. He didn't know. Uh, no. Anyway. <laughs> that's enough of that rambling, I think. Do we even have spookiest parts for this? What's the spookiest part of this for you? Oh gosh. I mean the spookiest part was when I, I didn't see I don't I usually don't read the comments. So when you told me that Brad had turned his hand into a key and there was this whole, these, all these shenanigans going on, that was the spookiest part. <laughs> hand Yeah, finger. I mean, I, get, <laughs> I, get, I give people advice on at the end of my other show to not read the comments. Um, and then I go and break my own damn rule. Ah, well. Yeah, I think it added something uh, this time. I think the spookiest part for me is sort of the main character's attitude. She's, like, shivering and talking about how she wants to scream and jump out of the car. I think that's pretty effective. Hmm. Um, it's it's just, like, the actual description of the, what she wants to scream is kind of too on the nose. Hmm. Um, especially considering how upset she is. Um, there's... It's very rare to see someone react in a horror story in a way that a person would react. Hmm. And uh, the character in this is definitely not doing that. Like, so many times, instead of just being, like, catatonic and wailing until your voice breaks and your throat is bleeding, which is how most people would react to seeing their friends chopped up and monsters chasing after them. Like, so many times people in horror stories are just like, oh my god, it's so crazy, what's happening? No, it's not crazy. It changes your fundamental understanding of how the world works, and you should be, (laughs) you should be, like, taking a nosedive into madness from what you've seen. (laughs) Come on. Jeez, I mean, alright. I I don't know. I I believe there are some people that could see these things and be like, alright, well, I'll have to process, I really gotta... Pack it in right now, compartmentalize all that, I'll get out of here and deal with it later. <laughs> yeah, <maybe. laughs> it's It's, like, uh, I, I, I feel so conflicted because I have this show where I talk about a genre that is just... It's very old, and it's very problems. Um, the genre of horror is... Hundreds of years old. We've always been making it. Uh, I mean, I guess you could say modern horror started uh, somewhere in, like, the late 1800s or whatever with your your Draculas and Frankensteins. Um, but it's just so... I don't know. It's It's hard because you want to write something genuinely horrifying, but also... 
you can't have the characters in your story see a ghost and immediately like pass out like how a regular person might um <laughs> i don't know it's well, just strange well i think i i mean the thing is you I mean when horror stories were first a thing there are a lot of like we didn't really cons- we wouldn't consider them necessarily scary today and there were also rules like they had to have a happy ending because you didn't want like your audience to be too upset like there would be uh there would uh what was the for one of the first horror movies you had to send like a waiver like oh if you die of fright you know don't don't sue us or whatever because they were kind of had the same view of people's constitutions like oh if it's you know you're gonna crumble and be scared and horror movies reflected that but i mean think of it nowadays we have crazy stuff on tv and we're like "Eh, american horror story did that last season so you know i'm i'm kind of over it yeah i mean it's uh i hate to bring up hereditary again but it's uh one of the strengths of that film i think is the way people react to horrifying things in the story felt very real Hmm. um and that is an unusual thing although there's other kinds of horror where like a quiet place which we uh also covered on the show recently where you just set you establish a new normal and you jump us into that new normal and the stuff happening there would be way too scary for us out here in regular normal but because these characters have become used to it they can kind of deal with it appropriately right um all right and I think I think that's a way to do it, but uh, I think the idea of monsters that can turn into trees and your friends and laugh and chase you with knives is too scary for how this character is reacting to it. I guess, yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I I'm always I always have a hard time justifying how I think I would act in certain situations, ba- you know, versus mm. how I would actually react. Because I don't really know, so I... Yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, you can't know until you're there. Yeah, but I, I don't think you're... I think pro- what you're saying is probably true. <sighs> anyway, let's get into the plugs. Where can the people find you on the internet in the ways that you would uh, like them to? Uh, you can find me at Twitter, UCSPsyche, U-C-S-P-S-Y-C-H-E. Uh, I'm just gonna keep plugging the Yakuza series. You should start with Yakuza Zero. You can get it on uh, uh, PSN. Uh, yeah, that's about it. You can find me on Twitter, J3FK, Snapchat, and Instagram, JeffJK. Patreon.com slash JeffJK. One dollar a month gets you the entire back catalog of little audio and written treats. I have not missed a single month. Uh, if you pay more, you can get physical rewards, including a uh, signed little letter that I'll send you. I usually throw a Steam code on there, just because that's fun. Um, also, because that's the $10 reward, and I haven't changed it to, so that you can get like probably a, just a note. Monthly thank you note should be like a $5 reward, <laughs> but you know, whatever. Uh, maybe even a $2 reward. A stamp is, what, 50 cents? I think that's a decent enough profit. But anyway, I've been doing it. Um, 
for a while for some people and they like it. And so I've been including more in there. Uh, the $15 reward is I'll send you a bunch of comic books and that one is reasonably priced because you will get the, com- you will get more than $15 worth of comic books, but I don't care about that because I have so many and I just want to get rid of them. Um, so it's, 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 you're helping me out by getting that $15 reward. And then I think the $20 reward, you get the note and the comic books. So that is more reasonably priced. Um, that's it. You can help. It's a huge help if you do that for me. So thank you. Please do it uh, as much as you can. Uh, and if you can't, that's fine too. Uh, instead of giving that $1 a month, you could just go to iTunes and leave us a five-star review and then write in the review something like, Jeff is very good at podcasts and um, he's my dad. And that that's the word for word, the exact review you should leave. Um, if I see that, maybe I'll shout you out on the show. Actually, I probably won't because I don't have Windows on the computer that I uh, use to record the show, and so I don't have iTunes installed here, so I can't see the reviews uh, because I don't have iTunes on this computer. Uh, and if you're saying you don't have Windows, that means it's a Mac. You should have iTunes. No, it's not a Mac either. I'm using a Panasonic Toughbook, and I have installed Linux on it as my primary operating system because it's kind of an older computer and it just runs a little better with Linux instead of instead of Windows. Anyway, uh, that's all we have to say about this show. Uh, that's oh yeah, you can join Creep Pots the fan group on Facebook. Get join the countdown to Slenderman the movie, the ultimate movie for. Oh man, I'm gonna have to cover that on the show, but it comes out like right before I become incredibly busy. Uh, man, that sucks. I wish it had come out so I could cover it. Uh, it was supposed to come out in May and they pushed it back to August. Maybe I'll be able to make the time for it, but maybe not. We'll see. Uh, anyway, uh, that's all for this show, but oh god, do I want to scream. (laughs) 